0: What's up everybody? Welcome to What the Funcast, episode 115. It's been a year-long hiatus, year long hiatus or simply just a month. It's a month. <laughs> it's a month. Today is May 25th on the eve. Well, like really what is it, like 6 days from now? Yeah, 6 days now from now it'll be Memorial Day. So, anyway, Oh, I was like on the eve is... of what? What's happening tomorrow? <laughs> the eve of the six days from the memorials day of course uh, yes anyway correct. today is may 25th ahmed is back hello ahmed welcome back hello how does it feel to be back
1: it feels great it's been very long time since i, I was like wait how do we do this again how do stream labs work i <laughs> <laughs> like, like
0: how long were you gone for anything. two weeks three weeks
1: i was gone for two weeks but like the way i guess it was laid out like we didn't stream i didn't stream for like the past three weeks and we didn't have an episode The week before I left, because there was no news then, and surprise, there's no news now. And the reason is because E3 is incoming and all the news is being held, so we're kind of in a drought of news. But there's still some things we can chat about. about.
0: This is, in fact, the pre-3 episode. Uh, Pre-3? Actually, no, this should probably be the end of it. Then the drought, the rain will fall from the clouds, and the drought will be over.
1: I feel like we'll get a sprinkle next week. Like, we might get some scattered showers next week, but then... The week after that is when it'll be, like, full speed ahead, leaks, rumors, all that fun stuff. Because E3 isn't until June 12th. It's on a Saturday, which is surprising. Usually E3 is, like, in the middle of the
0: week. Or remember, E3 has always been an in-person show. This is virtual E3. Yes. Yeah, so I don't know how much in-person anything is happening. I don't think any um, in-person anything is happening.
1: But just usually it's always like Monday to Thursday or something. But now it's Saturday to Tuesday, June 15th. You know, it's funny you say that. So the
0: 12th, the 12th is two and a half weeks from now. Holy shit, that's still mad far. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Anyway, in my brain, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not far from now. No, it's far yeah, from Yeah,
1: like now. next week we might get a little bit of, of a leak here and there. Apparently there's been rumors of leaks from Square um, none of which have surfaced yet, but just the fact that there is a leak has been more or less confirmed. So we'll see what happens with that.
0: But Yeah, so what Ahmed's referencing is there was this tweet that was out this morning uh, that said, or sorry, yesterday morning? Was yesterday I think it was morning? yesterday, yeah. Um, yeah, saying that like there's a major publisher that has had their whole E3 conference leaked, like assets, footage, everything. Um, and then there's rumor going, well, the speculation led people to believe that it was Nintendo, and then it turned out that it was actually Square, um, which, no offense to Square, but, like, if it was Nintendo, I'd be kind of upset, because I like seeing Nintendo stuff live, because, I don't know, I am it's exciting. a big Nintendo fan, Yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, yeah, apparently it's Square, so, which doesn't really make too much of a difference to me. Yeah, I mean, whatever, I'm not a huge fan of Square games, so that's fine rest in pieces i guess yeah sorry
1: sorry to square but uh, but
0: the million dollar question remains ahmed you were gone for two weeks what did you do i couldn't do anything
1: i brought my switch i brought everything i brought my controller to play um on like game pass games i set up moonlight so i could stream my pc directly and like play games for there i couldn't play anything my little baby nephew is like at the he's uh he's five now and he's at the age where so it's funny he like all he does so he can't he doesn't have his own switch um but he's obsessed with mario he's in a mario phase now so Aww, if i even still in that phase yes if i like so at one point i tried to play my switch or like bring my switch out like he was about to go to sleep he wasn't asleep yet and i like put my sw- brought my switch out or whatever and he like came out of his room so i like hit it quickly on a bookshelf on, like the top shelf like really high and he like somehow caught the glimpse of the corner of it and he's like is that your switch and i'm like no i don't know what that is that's so weird go back to sleep and then i like hit it again <laughs> but like i could not bring it out in front of him at all because he would be like can i play mario can i play mario and never leave me alone so i just had to pretend that i didn't bring it at all the entire trip so i couldn't bring it out and like when he went to sleep we would always be like together as a family watching movies or whatever so i didn't really get a chance to play anything besides like a little bit of Hades i mean we played like one run of Hades the entire two weeks like i genuinely didn't play anything um i played a little bit of Returnal with my nephew like one night and that was pretty much it like i genuinely haven't played anything for the past two weeks um so so
0: what's funny and i was kind of tight-lipped on it but we so ahmed went to Visit his family. We went to yes. go visit uh, Lauren, my wife's family, out in California, and but it was a total surprise, and they were like totally surprised. They had no idea. We're able to keep it a surprise just between um, uh, myself, uh, Lauren, and Lauren's sister. So we were able to keep one hundred percent of surprise. But I'm thinking to myself like I've got a week off, uh, technically seven working days because uh, we took like Friday, then the week, and then Monday. Um, and I'm like I am gonna play so much stuff. Like I brought my Switch dock. I brought everything. I, when I tell you I literally did not pull out my Switch outside from being on the <laughs> plane, like, yeah. it's – I don't know if your brain just goes into, like, like just extreme, like, I need to relax and just chill and do nothing. Yes. But whatever it is, like, I – not to totally hijack what you were talking about. We'll get back to you. But <laughs> what, uh, uh, what I ended up doing was – like, I ended up watching a lot of stuff, and, like, yep. we've, you've been telling me to watch Defunctland for the longest time, and whereas I would not want to sit down here at home and be like, let me turn on an episode of Defunctland, I'd be more likely to be like, let me play a round of Overwatch, or let me play some Pokemon Snap, whatever it might be. I turned on YouTube and fully watched, like, I don't know, five or six episodes of Defunctland, maybe more, I don't even know, I didn't count them. Um, and, like, I would just sit in the morning and, like, make coffee and, like, sit with Lauren and her mom and talk or whatever and, like, turn on, like, The Funkland or whatever while they are doing something else. And, um, I don't know. We watched a bunch of old Disney movies. We watched a bunch of Marvel movies. Like, just stuff in the background and just kind of did nothing. And it was really nice. But it anyway. is,
1: yeah, very nice to do. So, yeah, like, in spite of that, not playing games or whatever, like, I felt like, I don't know, it's, it's almost like... Not that games have become, like, work or anything, but, like, I just wanted to disconnect from everything, I guess. Or, I don't know. So, yes, it was very relaxing to just not do anything and not feel obligated. Because I guess, like, since we've started streaming, it almost feels... Or I almost started to feel, like, obligated to, to stream a bunch and, like, play games and, and, like, constantly be in that mindset of wanting to play games. And sometimes, like, you just need a break. And I guess yeah, that was more games than I'd played in a while. And, like, during our, you know, streaming of the for the past few months um so my body was like yo what if you didn't focus on anything and like maybe write a book i was, she started i brought my kindle and i started reading for the first time in years um i was i was reading song of achilles while i was there and i was like so it's like hades adjacent but it's very good book um i'm like halfway through it and i was like yo this is great reading is fun i should do this more often (laughs) um so it's funny
0: you say that because i downloaded the defunct land (laughs) book once i found out there was a book (laughs) And I meant to start reading on the plane on the, on the on the way back, and it was just such an uncomfortable ride. I was just yeah. not having it, but yeah. So that's really funny that you picked up reading because I did re-download the Kindle app on my phone, and I'm like, I'm going to start reading these books that I have anyway.
1: Yeah, no, it was like such a nice.
0: I'm glad we're on the same wavelength.
1: <laughs> Literally, like it was such a, a a nice like change of pace. I guess I would go to like I would go for a run. And then i would like my where my sister lives they have like a, a pool and they're like community kind of thing um so they'd go for a run and then like go sit by the pool and read and like sit in the sun it was just i don't know it's just such a nice change of pace so it was very very relaxing very good times but yes i didn't get to play any games but i did watch a few movies nothing new um but we <laughs> so it's funny my my that sister has four kids and my oldest nephew of them is terrified of horror movies But the rest of them are all fine with it like obviously not including the one that's five years old but the other two are fine with it but he is like 17 and he's like terrified of horror movies and so like we basically ended up just watching horror movie after horror movie after horror movie and the first one we watched the conjuring 2 and he like sat there for a second and like something happened he's like i'm out and like immediately left and just (laughs) went up to his room but then the next night we watched the ring and he actually sat and, and watched the whole movie because The Ring is not more, not as much like of a jump scare movie. It's more of like a thriller, like suspense kind of movie. And he really enjoyed it, apparently. And he, but he like, he was like, I didn't sleep all night. I, sl- I sl- or stayed up until seven a.m. just like looking up theories and things about the story. Um, and then next night after that, we watched Hereditary. And then that was he like, <laughs> at one point, he literally screamed out loud and like woke up, like his baby his brother <laughs> upstairs because he screamed so loud it was ridiculous oh my god but um all excellent movies to rewatch. rewatch. and then um before i went to florida but we didn't record a podcast so i didn't mention it but i did watch nomadland which was the best picture oscar winner um and it was pretty it was good it was a great movie but would i watch it again no because it was kind of depressing but not really depressing i don't know it was like a documentary about People that are nomads that just like live in like RVs or vans or whatever and just like drive around and do whatever and live that nomadic life and don't have like a set place. So it was very interesting. It's definitely worth a watch. I enjoyed it, but um, yeah, it's not like something that you watch multiple times. It was definitely kind of more of a documentary and to the point where I almost thought that like, did Frances McDormand actually do this? Like, was she, did she really live this life and a camera crew just followed her around or? Like, because all the people that she interacts with, they don't seem like they're actors. They feel like they're real people. I don't know. It's very interesting. Um, definitely worth a watch. And uh, important to mention that Chloe Zhao, the director that also won Best Director at the Oscars, she's directing Eternals, um, which the trailer for just dropped yesterday. Teaser trailer. Just oh, dropped I didn't for yesterday.
0: watch it yet. I saw. I saw that it dropped. But I didn't watch it yet. Yes,
1: it looks pretty good. I would recommend looking at the trailer.
0: It's funny because um, Lauren and I were yeah. talking about this last night, where it's like. The Eternals, I look at the same way I looked at like when Guardians of the Galaxy first got announced. Where I'm like, this will be Marvel's first bad movie. Sure, I'll be totally wrong. And I, I always seem to be wrong when it comes to that because obviously I love Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: I think Marvel has the formula down pat. I don't think that they can make a bad movie uh, if they tried. uh, What? Uh, uh, don't say what, that. What? What bad movie have they made in recent memory?
0: Don't Don't even put that out in the world.
1: I don't know. I think. If like the worst that Marvel can do is that they Captain America, the first Avenger, bad movie. That was not a bad
0: movie. I love that
1: movie. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> That's why I use the example.
1: Anyways, um, no, I think I think they have like the formula on patent. The worst they can do is like kind of not innovate or not do something new and just do more of the same. But like that'll yeah. still be mostly fine. Like it wouldn't be terrible. Um but it might you know be like a sixty percent of
0: rotten tomatoes kinda of thing. I don't know. Um Right. I don't know what I don't know what purpose the Eternals serve in the comics, but I know that when Kevin Feige announced them at the D twenty three that we were at, it was like our Eternals like like made, he drummed it up like it was this big ordeal, which I'm like Huh? The I don't know that, anything. I don't know shit about shit.
1: Um but yeah, the trailer looks like it'll be interesting. It doesn't, it's a teaser trailer, so it doesn't really explain much of what's going on. It just kind of shows general scenes and tidbits or whatever. Um, but it seems interesting. Um, oh, and I forgot to mention, I reactivated my AMC A list and I went to a real movie theater in Florida. Masks were on the entire time. We were like basically the only people in the theater, so it was fine. But went to a real movie theater, and I got to tell you, the smell of movie theater popcorn like it really felt life-changing it was so good but the movie was not
0: what about (laughs) what about when you taste the popcorn though because popcorn never tastes nearly as good as it smells we didn't get the popcorn just the smell was all i needed (laughs) i didn't buy the popcorn
1: i just wanted to get something i don't know it's like the smell of chlorine reminds me of vacation the smell of movie popcorn just reminds me like yes this is home um but yeah we saw spiral and it was it was fine i don't know
0: i I don't even know what this movie is is this a movie that's like a real motion picture (laughs) yes spiral
1: Spiral is um kind of a reboot of the saw franchise because it's not like it's like a it takes place after so it's like kind of a sequel but not so reboot i guess is the best way to put it starring chris uh rock which is very strange um like it was it wasn't bad I, I mostly enjoyed it up until the last scene, and then that completely kind of was like, okay, this is kind of stupid, but whatever. Um, but, I don't know. I guess it's kind of worth a watch, but I wouldn't go to it. I wouldn't recommend, like, going to a theater to see it. I
0: would oh. say, like, this a VOD movie or Yeah, something. I Yeah, I do remember seeing this. Uh, you said it's a, a soft reboot of Saw. Yeah. It's called yeah.
1: Spiral, the Book of Saw, so it's like a copycat kind of... Like, it's not the original Jigsaw. I don't know. if Maybe that's a light spoiler. But whatever. <laughs> I think anyone was... Expecting, but um, but yeah, it was fine. If you aren't the Saw movies bad too, the first few are good, and then they kind of get like really ridiculous and like soap opera kind of storylines where it's like no one ever dies and people keep coming back, and it's like oh, it was his evil twin all along, and like dumb shit like that, and you're like okay, whatever, just get to the traps. Uh, but the first three are genuinely like the first one literally is genuinely really good. It's by the same director of The Conjuring. <laughs> hmm it was like kind of his i want to say it was like his first big movie but uh, but yeah the first one's genuinely pretty good um second one yeah. too
0: anyways i'm looking through what's even in the theaters and like
1: it's funny i was just doing that before we started this because i wanted to like because so we're um planning or i'm planning to go see a quiet place part two this thursday when it comes out in theaters also in dolby can't wait for the the base to rumble my booty cheeks but um very excited for that, and okay. then I was like, well, wait, let me see what other movies are out in theaters, because now that I've reactivated A-list, it's time to go bananas and make sure I'm getting my money's worth, even though I would technically get my money's worth if I saw literally just one movie a month, based on how much ticket prices are in New York.
0: Um, go bananas. There's literally one movie coming out. Relax.
1: Yeah, but there's a few that I haven't seen that are in theaters, like Wrath of Man, I want to see uh, Nobody, um, and there's a few others that I can't remember the names of, but... I don't see any of these
0: movies in the theater. Uh, I see Wrath of Man, Those Who Wish Me Dead. Oh, that one too. Those Who Wish Me
1: Dead is Angelina Jolie and someone else. Um, And it seems interesting. All these
0: dumbass horror movies. Get out of here.
1: (laughs) There are a lot of dumb, dumb horror movies. There's like The Unholy or something, and something about the earth or something in the earth or of the earth.
0: There's always some dumb, stupid ass.
1: I'll watch them and I'll let you know. I mean, well, maybe I'll watch them. It's like. I've basically like death. if the score is under fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm probably not going to watch it just because my movie watching list has gotten so ridiculously long because I didn't watch any movies over the pandemic besides like Underworld, Raya, and Mulan, so and Soul, so I have a, a lot of catching up to do, and I simply cannot waste time watching movies that are not good. Oh, there's a horse movie in the theaters. It's time to go. Tell Lauren, get her on the Dream phone. Dream horse.
0: Get her on the vote.
1: <laughs>
0: Hello. Was that Alexa? It was. I don't know what she's doing. She's screaming. She's like horses. I'm in. Alexa, stop! Jesus. <laughs> she's like. La, 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 la. Watch this. Ready? <laughs> you calling
1: Lauren to tell her it's a horse movie? Wait, I'm gonna look at how how good this movie is. Hello. Or not Hello,
0: Lauren. You're live on What the Funcast. Yo. Am I? You are. Hello, Lauren. To the people, I don't know hello, if she can hear me. Hello, people. Um, I, we just wanted to let you know that there is, in fact, a horse movie in movie theaters right now. And it's gotten oh, really yeah. good reviews. It? What is it called? Like it's-, it's, got, it, it's very highly rated. This is 91% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. It's called Dream Horse. It is uh, rated PG. It runs for an hour and 53 minutes. <laughs> and the film tells the inspiring true story of Dream Alliance, an unlikely racehorse bred by small-town Welsh bartender Jan Vokes. Uh, Academy Award nominee Tony Collette. I don't know who that is. Uh, she With was very in Hereditary. little money and no experience. Come on. I, I don't watch her editarian, man. Together. I'm sorry. <laughs> with very little money and no experience, Jan convinces her neighbors to chip in their meager earnings to help raise Dream in the hopes that he can compete with the racing elites. The group's investment pays off as Dream rises through the ranks with grit and determination and goes on to race in the Welsh Grand National, showing the heart of a true champion. I think you should go see it. What are we waiting for? Why aren't we at theater? (laughs) Let's go. Okay, I just just wanted to let you know. So,
1: thanks for letting me know. When are you taking
0: me to the movies? Whenever you want. Ahmed's Ahmed's sitting here saying reactivate A-list because, you know.
1: I think it's time. And also, Paul, you should Uh, have a a free uh, large popcorn and free large drink uh, that's still unclaimed from the birthday month because I have it and we have the same birthday month.
0: Ahmed said (laughs) that um, I should have a free... Large popcorn and a free large drink, unclaimed from my birthday month, which means you probably have one too, Lauren. So wow. we could be I'll go e- eat like king and queens. Yeah, I know, right? Pop- movie theater popcorn and, and carbonated beverages with sugar. Unbelievable. More likely than you think. <laughs> um, all right. Anyway, now that you've been um, convinced, I, I don't want to say infused, you've been informed. <laughs> you've been informed of the horse movie. So I'm going to let you go enjoy the rest of your time while I podcast here. Well, thank you for having me as a guest host. No, you're not off the I hook. Know, you need to go. Whatever. You need to stream your island. All right, love you. Bye. <laughs> love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you need to stream. I keep your telling island. her, I'm like, you need to stream your Animal Crossing. And she said it's not ready yet. And then by the time it finally is like about to be ready, there's gonna be a pre- new Animal it. Crossing. She game. didn't play and there's she didn't play and there's cockroaches there now again. Oh so my god. I I know and weeds and all that other shit. What so, are you gonna do? Um so yeah it's, oh uh, it's wild
1: that is something that i did since we last recorded i completed the animal crossing museum except for the art i've gotten all the fish all the bugs and all the sea critters officially finally so i can
0: so you're not really finished then.
1: i'm not getting the art that's i'm done with the game it's over now
0: the artwork is probably the biggest waste of time it's I think, ever. the biggest
1: waste of time i don't even care about it it's good i got all the fish and that's all i need to all i need we're good Cool, Godzilla
0: versus Kong is in some of these theaters.
1: That's also on HBO Max. But if you, I guess that's a movie to see Um, on big screen. No, it's up.
0: It's up. It's it's gone off HBO Max. Really? I thought it
1: was thirty days. Has it been thirty days since that came out?
0: I think it's been thirty days. Yeah, because I went and it was like I got an email. It was like, oh, like time's running out. Then by the time I looked and went to go watch it, you know what day it was? The day after it was gone. huh,
1: time really do be elapsing, huh?
0: Is this who is this?
1: Um, another one that's on HBO Max that I guess will be removed soon is Those Who Wish Me Dead Um, so if you're interested in that it is available oh
0: so a movie that you can watch from the comfort of your home but you're choosing to go watch on some bullshit booty shaking I didn't choose to do anything I didn't get a ticket for
1: (laughs) it hip gyration I'm definitely going to get a ticket to see The Conjuring 3 next week though um and then Luca comes out. I, like, assumed. wouldn't
0: mind watching Conjuring 3. I don't think I've seen Conjuring 2. I watched Conjuring 1 with you. You did. Give credit where credit's due. Yes. Conjuring um.
1: 2... So, they're, like, they're all kind of separate, right? They, there's kind of a loose backstory that follows all three movies because it just follows the investigators. I did Blurry and Warren, but they're not... Like, Conjuring 2, I wouldn't say, is directly, directly related to anything. And I'm assuming that this one, Conjuring 3, won't be directly related to anything. Um, yeah so i feel like you could you could see it if you want to come to the city and watch it in dolbert mm. i just really can't wait for the part where it's like in the cinema this was black introducing dolby vision and it's like slightly like two uh, shades darker you and you're so like much. yo wow i'm really in for it now <laughs> oh yeah mortal kombat yeah. was also on uh was also on hbo max but we, we you know it's popular
0: on hbo max it's removed by now what is osmosis jones <laughs> What? Why? Uh, I'm scrolling through the popular movies here. Osmosis Jones is on here. Speaking
1: of really popular movies and movies that are extremely well-rated, uh, The Mitchells vs. the Machines is an animated movie. That's uh, It's a Netflix original. It's on Netflix. On
0: Netflix, yes. And
1: it's by the same creators and the same studio that did Into the Spider-Verse. Um, so I oh, definitely want to watch that. That's like my the top, top, top of my list for next mm. things to watch. Mm. Very excited for that. Let's see.
0: Um, yeah, Godzilla Gone. Yep, shit's gone. Rest in pieces. Yeah, Mortal really Kombat might be gone it. by
1: now, too, because I remember watching that before
0: going to Florida. Mortal. Mortal Kombat. Still out? Combat, yep, that's me. Yep, Mortal Kombat is also gone, unless this is it. Hold on.
1: It's the one that, like. Uh, <laughs> no,
0: this one's from 1995. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's gone. It's you didn't miss much. That's okay.
0: Uh, honestly, like Godzilla vs. Kong was like the one movie I'm like, okay, I'm gonna whatever watch this because it looks entertaining. But then I didn't, uh, I didn't end up watching the other Godzilla movies or Kong Skull Island or any of those. So I was like, I can't watch it until I finish those. And then I'm like, oh, it's five movies or whatever, four movies, and then I'm like, oh, I'll just. Uh, never watched that's them. me we're trying then, to watch
1: clone wars i'm like i don't want to watch the clone wars movie but i gotta it's the next it's like the third episode in the chronological like official order to watch or whatever i'm like oh yeah that's a whole like hour and 45 minutes it's such a chore man living it and is. consuming
0: media oh God. it's just horrible
1: <laughs> anyway speaking of consuming media what have you watched besides defunct land which i'm very proud that you finally got into
0: oh i'm so excited um I'm well. So hold on. Uh, Side note here, Cruella comes out this Friday, and I'm curious to see how that rates. And there's nothing. I'm gonna there's nothing on Rotten Tomatoes
1: unless, like, you buy it and graciously share your login. I'm not gonna pay for that. That's thirty dollars is far too steep a price for a movie that I.
0: I don't know. I don't think it's yeah. Unless it gets unless it gets really good reviews, I'll probably pass. But yeah. Um, I wonder if Dream Horse is on VOD at all. Anyways, so I'll look into that later.
1: Um, Dream Horse. <laughs> just the name of it dream screams, like, TLC original movie, but, so I was, like, very shocked when I saw the Rotten Tomatoes score. I'm like, wait, <laughs> what?
0: It, it screams Secretariat is what it screams. Secretariat. Um, Remember that? I haven't heard that name. The least. covers really look, uh, identical. A spirit, a spirit, stallion of the Cimarron, um, warhorse. Oh, I watched that one, that was good. Not movie.
1: stallion of the Cimarron, I remember that name, I've heard that <laughs> name in years.
0: <laughs> stallion of um, the Cimarron, wow, it's, it's really a slow newsweek, huh? Anyways. For the longest time,
1: complete side note, I thought that spirit, stallion of the Cimarron, and spirited away were the same thing. They just, like, melded what? together in my head. I had no idea that Spirit of Way was a completely different movie. So, but Man, every time... You, but you know,
0: you're a little stupid, right? Every
1: time someone said Spirit of Way, I'm like, oh, yeah, the horse movie. And, like, but not outwardly, like, in my head. So, no, one ever corrected me. Because it was just like, oh, yeah, whatever. They came out roughly around the same time. And just, there was a lot of spirit happening.
0: So, I'm like, yeah, of course, the horses. Big big spirit. Anyways, um, I'm stupid. That's wait a fine. second. Dream Horse, the 2020 sports comedy. What are you talking about? <gasps> or, I guess I just... Uh, horse racing no, is a sport. It, yeah, 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 no, 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 but it says 2020 on my phone, So, but it said on Rotten Tomatoes that it, was, yeah. it just came out, like, last week or whatever, two weeks ago. It
1: probably, like, in 2020 got, or, IMDB's release dates are stupid, because it counts like, the first time it was ever shown at a movie festival. Right, right. We, right. Where, gotcha. like, versus the actual wide release, which is my issue with <laughs> keeping my, I was talking to Paul about this before we started, but uh, my issue with keeping... Uh, my watch list of movies like to watch or whatever in letterboxd is because that also goes by imdb so when i like try to sort by when movies are coming out it's like this movie came out in 2018 but it's like some movie that just never like i don't know it went to sundance film festival in 2018 but it's not actually out yet so it's very confusing and stupid and whatever it's just another me third world problem
0: first world problem yeah i was gonna say first world problem not third world nice try close enough um (laughs) All right, so what else besides Defunctland? So Defunctland, High School Musical, the Musical, the Series, Season 2 is happening. He's here. Um, episode 1 is up, and it was so good. And Episode 2 is up as of last Friday, and I still haven't watched it. Maybe watch it tonight after this episode. Um, but that apparently is just as good as the first episode. I'm super excited. Um, so definitely go watch that if you're into High School Musical, the Musical, the Series. If you're not, go watch Season 1 because it is a fantastic show. I definitely got uh, to watch that. I totally forgot that that com- came out. For coming of age musical dorks like myself and you. Um, and me. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so i uh, big fan. Uh, Defunct Land, like I said, a lot of cool episodes. I've been slowly making my way through some of these. The the non Disney ones are a little harder to get through because with Disney, I feel like I go in, I have a base knowledge of what's going on, and then I just learn more facts. Yeah. Whereas some of the other stuff, it's like I got to go in, it's like a Six Flags, who? A Dorney Park, where? I don't know. I don't,
1: know I don't think there, they but. have a Dorney Park episode. <laughs> But the um, what I was telling you about season three of Defunct Land, it like it seems like they're not Disney related, but every single thing he touches on is like literally the entire like backstory of Walt's life. Like it'll be the history of a Ferris wheel. and It's like Walt came here when he was four years old, and you're like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so that they
0: season three definitely ties back into into Disney more than the other seasons. So so what's funny and what kind of gave me a little bit of a Push was we went and got massages when we were in California, like one of the first couple of days. And I was talking to the masseuse, mm. and they were like, "Oh, Disney, you got to go watch the Helix episode of Defunct Land." And I'm like, "What?" And it's like Helix was a, and it's actually like at the top of their um, YouTube page. The Helix. But they're like, "Yeah, so it was a rock band that like I think George Lucas. I didn't watch it yet." Uh, that George Lucas had brought on or hired or something. I don't know. There was, like, a Wookiee in it. It was wild. There's some, there's some story behind it. I think they performed it sp- in uh, Tomorrowland. But anyway, yeah, so... And I was like, oh, like, let me click through the... Oh, like, it's-
1: the Hale... Helix or is that... you pronounce it Helix? She said it was Helix. Oh, it looks like H-A-L-Y- I just didn't watch these at all. I didn't know what I, these were, so I'm like, whatever, next.
0: <laughs> I would say, yeah, I would have said it's Halix as well, so... um but yeah, so then I started watching some of these um, defunct TV ones as well. So anyway, we we went down all sorts of rabbit holes with these things, but they're all super enjoyable. And the footage that they find from these things are so insane. To it's me. like you say vague. Um, it's literally just one dude. Well, right, like, yes, it's Joe Joe Defoe, Joe they're, they're, uh, Kevin Perjurer, Joe Kevin Kevin <laughs> said Joe Kevin Perjurer. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. But there's one on the uh, the what do you call it? Toys R Us in Times Square in New York. Yeah. And like, I don't know, they're all so good. There's one and... about there's a
1: whole series about Jim Henson. Um, there's all the Funk TV yeah, you it's... mentioned, like, there's Legends of the Hidden Temple, Zabumafu, Bear in the Blue Blue House, like all these random
0: things. It is uh Yeah.
1: He does his research. I don't know how. We but he went does
0: down it. I don't know how either. That's probably why it takes them so damn long to put these things out. But yes. we fell down this like I fell down this rabbit hole because I used to watch Pooh Corner growing up, and I didn't realize how haunted it was until I, like, (laughs) saw it now, and then they made another one with these big, like, live-action, like, gigantic uh, whatever, if you want to call them, like, I don't know, haunted-ass costumes, but (laughs) Dumbo's Circus was another one, and, like, they were, like, really popular back in the day um because kids don't know any better haunted not haunted um but now you look back and it's like damn they're really haunted i mean like uh, when but you look at the
1: like old mickey costumes that they had in the parks like
0: yeah they're really haunted you tell me
1: kids walked in and didn't immediately like
0: run out it's terrifying they're like oh my god mickey um like, that is nightmare mickey but okay yeah so there's there's a lot more of these that i want to watch um yeah, a lot more that I want to watch, but anyway, there, we watched the one on the on the Sorcerer's Hat from Hollywood Studios. Anyway, uh, what else did I do? I played some video games. I literally played one ounce of Pokemon Sword on the plane. <laughs> um, played Hyper Light Drifter on the plane, which was interesting. It's a it's an interesting game. Someone I forget what they described it as, but it was a very accurate description, and it's totally slipping my mind now. I have to look it up, but either way, it's a fun game. Uh, I didn't play too much of it, but I'm starting to get into that, so that's fun. Uh, played more Overwatch when I got back. Uh, got the skin which you didn't get, which is very unfortunate. I am um, so mad. <laughs> I like um, what <sighs> else? It's okay, Ahmed. Uh, like I was saying, we watched a bunch of movies, Marvel movies, Disney movies. So we watched Endgame again. You know all this stuff, which really means it was playing in the background and I was mostly paying attention. But um, yeah, I'm still shocked at how good Endgame is because that's just how I am. So I go through my uh, my swings with Endgame. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, it was overall super relaxing, didn't play too much else, um, didn't really do anything, we, I don't know, it was like, all this time off, it's like, ooh, what do I do, relax, and like, buy stuff, like, bought a carpet for the living room, like, we just,
1: <laughs> it's really funny you mentioned stuck. that, because it's really easy to buy stuff when you're away, you're, like, bored, and you're like, yo, let me, let me go shopping, why not, <laughs> so I bought yeah, like, yeah, and then like, you put, random yeah, shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then and you push it out to like, the slowest shipping option, it still gets there before you get back, and I'm like, okay, yep.
1: I bought, like, I mainly bought clothes. I was just like, eh, I could use some some new shirts. Because, like, when I packed, I was like, you know, this is the same clothes that my family saw me with two years ago. Which is understandable, considering we haven't gone anywhere in, like, a year and a half. But, at the same time, I'm like, mm, I should maybe get some new clothes. <laughs> Change it up a little bit. Uh, yeah. I was...
0: Yeah, I went, um, and I had a couple work things that I had to go to. So, it was like, oh, man. Like, I, I looked at my jeans. I'm like, my jeans are, like, destroyed. Because they, like needed to be replaced before COVID happened or like not needed to be replaced, but we're like getting there where like they were kind of getting worn out. And then I wore them through the course of COVID like to go to the store or whatever, not really thinking of much, like not really like, Ooh, let me look at how my jeans look to impress everybody or like if they look nice or not. And it's just like, whatever. I just cycled through these jeans and like, they looked okay. Like not long ago, but I guess just from wearing them so often, it's like I need to get new jeans. So I bought a bunch of new jeans. So that was good. But yeah, I feel that. I feel that 100%. So, all right. It is in 30 minutes, and we've gotten to none of our non-news. Uh, but one thing to note, and Ahmed posted this in the Discord. And if you haven't joined the Discord, join the Discord and talk to us and be our friend. Um, but what Ahmed mentioned is that Redbubble is actually having a sale on all their products between 20 and 60% off, starting in just three days on the 28th of May for Memorial Day. So, check that out obviously if you want some with funcast merch i'm probably gonna buy a shirt or um a muscle shirt or something like that but anyway uh, go to our page it's and you can find the Funcast.com slash
1: no Funcast.com. that's what it is i set these
0: up and that's why I <laughs> forgot what they were um but yeah so there you can go and get um stuff with our little logo on it so which is cool yes so and then people, like in Costco, somebody was like, what the fun cast? What? There's a joke in there, right? And I'm like, oh, God. Anyways. There is. There is a joke in there.
1: <laughs> she was right. Um, and she you can join right. our Discord easily if you go to discord.whatthefuncast.com as well. So,
0: yes. Yes, yes, yes.
1: All right. Let's jump into all two topics that we have for our hot news entertainment, one of which is kind of more gaming, but I was like, let me just put it in here just as a as a pity. Uh, so we'll start off with the kind of sadder news. Um, this actually was just reported literally right before we started recording the episode. episode. Um, Samuel Wright of The Little Mermaid fame has passed away. Um, rest in peace to him. This one comes by way of IGN. The news was announced on Facebook page of Montgomery, New York. Um, I guess the town of Montgomery, New York. The post called Wright an inspiration to us all and praised him for helping to establish the Hudson Valley Conservatory. Uh, Wright's television career began in 1976 when he played C.B. Travis in Ball 4, a series based on a popular baseball book. Um, but it was in 1989 that he got his break in the, uh, as the voice of Ariel's nervous crab companion. Isn't he a lobster? No, he's a crab. Is he? Anyways, he was very lobster shaped to me. Um, Wright based Sebastian's voice on an accent he picked up in college where he roomed with a pair of men from Trinidad. His best moment came in singing Under the Sea, which would win an Oscar for Best Original Song. Um, In the years that followed, he appeared in Little Mermaid TV series, various video games, a pair of direct-to-video releases, um, and he was actually better known for his work in theater where he appeared in productions like Jesus Christ Superstar and also originated the role of Mufasa in the Broadway adaptation of Lion King. Um, He was, how old was he? 74. He was 74,
0: yeah. So, I guess young. That's really sad. I saw the name. I saw the name at first and I'm like, who is that? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, then now that you say Sebastian, I'm like, I've seen that name a dozen times.
1: Yeah, it's one of those names. It's, it's such a common name. Samuel Wright, I feel like, is such, not like a super unique name. So it's understandable. Uh, but yeah, I just saw that oh, and figured man. I would mention it. But.
0: That is crazy. Yes.
1: And yeah, do you want to take the next one? Uh, sure, means.
0: I know nothing about this. I mean, I can take it uh, if you want. <laughs> Yeah, why don't
1: you take it? I can take the sure. other stuff. Um, so this is something that I guess that was announced way earlier, um, about eight years ago to be precise, but I didn't even know anything about it, so this is complete news what? to me. Um, so, yeah, apparently there's a Portal movie in the works. Uh, so this one comes from Engadget. J.J. Uh, Abrams first floated the possibility of a Portal movie eight years ago but there hasn't been much noise about it since. Don't worry, though, it's finally moving forward. Abr- uh, Abrams told IGN that a script for the Portal flick is currently in progress at Warner Brothers, and that the team was thrilled with the angle for the production. Uh, the game's narrow storytelling focus left huge potential for the movie, according to Abrams. Uh, he didn't name the writers or anyone else attached to production, but he did recognize the pressure to bring back J.K. Simmons for a live-action take on Aperture Science founder Cave Johnson. I didn't even realize J.K. Simmons was involved with the original Portal game to begin with, but... What do I know? I did enjoy those games, though. A lot of fun.
0: They are a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. Uh, I did not know anything about that. Yeah. But okay. I had no idea,
1: but I feel like because it's just in kind of pre-production, this is one of those things that's like never going to be released until like maybe twenty thirty. Like.
0: Yeah, it's going to be like the Uncharted movie where it's in like hell for a solid five years, then comes out of the woodwork in twenty thirty. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll see, but it is still in the works. You know what's coming a whole hell of a lot sooner, though? The gaming news. Let's move right into it. So it is that season, people. We were deprived last year. We went through without any real gaming news. We had Summer Game Fest, which was nice, but it wasn't E3. The E3 you know and love is returning, and it's happening on June 12th. Starting on June 12th, I should say running through june 15th which is actually over a weekend so june 12th and 13th are saturday and sunday uh so we should be able to cover most if not all of it um and go through and give you our live reactions and maybe we if we can co-stream we can co-stream and all that good stuff yes but super exciting stuff nintendo's gonna have an announcement or um a series of announcements i should say actually let me look up who the e3 partners are
1: it's uh, i feel like I... I know microsoft and nintendo right no sony
0: yeah. I feel like no Sony, yes. Microsoft, um, Nintendo, and
1: Square, obviously which you mentioned earlier when about their leak. Um, I don't think Ubisoft is in, right?
0: I feel like they are. I feel like everybody Oh wait, co-streaming. There's a whole thing right here about co-streaming. Becoming an Beautiful. official E3 co-streamer.
1: Oh, we got to sign up for it. I guess we should do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, fill out the form and apply to be an official co-streamer.
1: Yes, we should definitely apply so we can. All the official co-streaming thing does is like for like what it was for um, for the game awards was they just send us like the assets so we can like brand it and make it look fancy so
0: it's worth it right we should definitely sign okay up. here we go partnering exhibitors and sponsors nintendo xbox ubisoft square enix verizon t2 oh take two verizon uh Cap- yeah verizon interesting yeah okay. so verizon's been doing i don't know if you've seen it but they're doing a big push for uh gaming stuff um and like low latency with 5g and stuff like that interesting. so it's actually pretty cool Take-Two, Capcom, Capcom, Warner Brothers, Sega, Bandai Namco, Gearbox Entertainment, Marvelous slash XSeed Games, Mythical, Freedom Games, NetEase Games, why does this look like a Netscape logo, (laughs) Um, Turtle Beach, Otterbox Gaming, Devious Eye Entertainment, and Binge, Uh, Media Partners, oh, these are just uh, the ones, the the folks you know and love, IGN, PC Gamer, GamesRadar, GameSpot, Polygon, IGN China, and Game Bonfire? Never heard of that before.
1: That's probably some, like, European or international outlet or something I
0: like that. I think it's... Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely yeah, is. Um, but, yeah, I
1: mean, so... so. Obviously, there's not going to be a show floor because it's all virtual this year. Right. So, I wonder what... Like, are there going to be press conferences from all those, like, little tiny developers? I guess? Or just uh, announcements?
0: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I'd imagine Nintendo's going to do a Direct... Yeah. I'd imagine Xbox is going to do, like, one of their events. I'd imagine Ubisoft is going to do one of their Ubisoft forwards. Yeah. I'd imagine Square is going to do their thing. Yes. Um, I don't but know. But, like, I'm
1: saying, like, traditionally in, like, E3 2019 and previous, it was just, like, just the big publishers had their press conferences and everyone else was just scattered on the show floor. Like, in smaller booths. Like, are we going to get a, a press conference from... What was the one, NetEase that you mentioned? Like,
0: who no, yeah, that? I don't think so. I think they're just going to get their stuff sponsored, maybe. Like, they'll have... They'll maybe, like, advertise their stuff more. I, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting, because I don't really know.
1: I wonder also... Uh, or Maybe I'm jumping on here, but I, I would assume that they would kind of do uh, demos that everyone can try um, in the same way. I think Summer Games Fest kind of did that last year, but it was, like, demos for... Um, I don't know, I didn't try any of them personally, so and I haven't heard of any of the games that were demoed since, so I assumed that they weren't that great. Um, but maybe with E3 and you know Microsoft, and Nintendo, in lieu of there being a show floor where you can try out demos of upcoming games, hopefully they would have like some demos up on the respective digital stores or whatever like even the smaller publishers like putting stuff up on Steam just for people
0: to try for like a, a limited time or something like that. Uh, right, so speaking of Summer Games Fest, so that or Summer Game Fest, I should say, that is happening as well. So that's being presented by Prime Gaming, yes, and it begins June 10th. So literally neck and neck. You've got Prime uh, uh, Summer Game Fest starting June 10th, E3 starting June 12th. Yes,
1: because uh, Summer Game Fest kind of so they have my love. Yeah, e- well, Summer Game Fest like encompasses E3, right? Like it kicks off the whole season. Like part of Summer Game Fest N- is E3, is it not? No, not officially, no. but like I'm sure hold
0: on no really so summer game fest was meant to not combat e3 it was kind of almost a replace e3 yeah but is it
1: not yeah well ubisoft's conference is part of summer games fest official festival which is ubisoft right. which is so part they, of e3 that's why i'm saying like it seems like they're almost kind of interconnected but that's the only thing that's on summer game Fest well, calendar is just ubisoft
0: Right, and, and like, they're, like, no. Well, yes, yes, yes and no. Ubisoft's on here. Warner Brothers Games is on here. Square Enix. Like, a lot of the big ones that we read from E3 are also on here. Where so are you reading this? They may at the very bottom, Summer Game Fest Partners. Blizzard oh, Entertainment, oh, I'm not looking at the partners. Alder. I'm looking at
1: the schedule, at the event schedule. Right,
0: and I saw that. The Ubisoft Forward is on there. Yeah, yeah, but,
1: like, none of the other press
0: conferences are on there. So I guess, like, it's interesting. But they also haven't been announced yet. So I'd imagine we'll see, like, a blurb, like, uh, join us for a new Nintendo Direct or whatever maybe like the E3 page is like hosting it as part of their event or whatever yeah. like maybe they're doing like a talk show and they're like alright guys here we go the Nintendo Direct Live Yeah. and they go into that and
1: that's what I presume, that's what I mean by like I feel like Summer Game Fest is all encompassing in that it'll it'll host the E3 stuff in the same way that like IGN hosts E3 and it's ah, kind of like I that see. as opposed to it being I see, like I a, see. Yeah. like I can't imagine I that they're just gonna pretend E3 isn't happening Jeff feels
0: I Jeff Keeley's definitely feels like a, a nice man. <laughs> I don't know. I would I would agree with that as well. Yeah. So uh, um and and then also another big event, <laughs> Limited Run Games does an E three showcase every year. So they're just happening on June fourteenth at four PM. Oh cool. Not that anybody really cares except for probably me and Logan. But, oh
1: and um Um what I was talking about the demos or whatever, Steam Next Fest starts on June sixteenth and you get six days to try out hundreds of demos of upcoming games. Uh, so that is happening. It won't be. I guess that's post E three, but um, yeah. it's still something. Why not?
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's like this the the year of fests. Yes, I love so. a good
1: fest. A good fest. Yeah, it's it's
0: <laughs> a good festivus. Yes, merry festivus. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's all good stuff. So, all right. Well, what else do we have here? So, I mean. Going into other fe- other Festivuses, uh, <laughs> Sonic's 30th anniversary event is happening. Um, not that you asked for it, but here it is. So Sonic the Hedgehog on Twitter announced... some. Did someone say news? Tune in at 9 a.m. Pacific time on 527, which is two days from now, uh, for a first look at some of the projects, partnerships, and events for our Sonic 30th celebration. Uh, and they just put a little thing here. Tune in for a first look at some of our upcoming... Projects, partnerships, and events to celebrate Sonic's 30th anniversary. So interesting stuff here. I like the little logo that they have for Sonic 30th. It's like the zero is his feet running in circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong, but like, has there been a good Sonic game recently? I feel like no. The best Sonic, best Sonic thing that's happened in recent memory is the movie, which was like shockingly Sonic.
0: Good. Sonic Mania was uh, was good. So that was a. That was a revitalization of the old Sonic formula. That was good. Then Sonic Forces came out for Switch, and that was really bad. Didn't we play Sonic Mania at E3 the year that we went? Yes.
1: Okay. I'm not thinking yep. of something else. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I never got into Sonic games as a kid just because they're too fast, and I don't know how to play. <laughs> I'm stupid, I guess. I think I tried to play Sonic Adventure 2 Battle on stream, and I like couldn't figure out how to kill Eggman,
0: the first boss, so I gave up. <laughs> I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> I was getting so mad. Golden Golden Sun is trending on Twitter. Why is it trending on Twitter? Golden Sun? Like the Nintendo DS game? Yes. A Nintendo GBA game, but yes. Was it? Oh, even earlier. I remember being a mobile. Nintendo mobile, I wasn't sure. Golden Sun. Yeah, people were losing their minds. It started from one of those people that's like, Nintendo's letting you pick two of these past franchises to get a new game or remake announced to E3. What two do you choose? And oh, it's like,
1: oh. It's just one of those challenges. I thought it was like a real
0: thing. Yeah. No, but Golden Sun is now trending, so that's fine. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I like Um, on Twitter. You can like follow topics now, so I followed gaming just so I can like be more in the know. So I'm always getting those like weird trending topics where it's like, you know, I don't know, some weird thing is trending, and I'm like, why is this trending? It's because a bunch of, like, it's a a Minecraft YouTuber said something, and it's like, oh my god, I don't know, like I don't care about (laughs) Minecraft Twitter. Anyways, moving on. (laughs) Overwatch Two has had a bit of press, finally. It's still not coming out this year. Who knows if it'll even come out next year at this point. There's still no announcement. Um, But, developers had a little, like, Q&A session on both, They're like, a a live video kind of demo of showing their progress in the game, and they did a uh, Reddit AMA, so there's quite a bit of kind of news. We won't go over all of it, because there's a lot. But, the biggest thing is that uh, Overwatch 2 is apparently switching to a 5v5 instead of uh, the traditional 6v6, which is like, gigantic news actually um so this one comes from polygon big changes are coming for overwatch 2 starting with a substantial alteration to the hero shooters player uh, pvp mode for overwatch 2 blizzard will switch pvp from two teams of six to two teams of five uh overwatch game director aaron keller announced that the change during the live stream on thursday keller said that the new team composition for overwatch 2 will consist of two damage heroes two support heroes and one tank Keller explained that tanks can be very problematic and noisy, and that Blizzard has always tried to make our combat as easy to read and very understandable, uh, and it's sometimes hard to track what 11 other players are doing on the battlefield. Removing two of those simplifies everything and allows players to understand everything that's happening around them and make better choices because of it. Uh, Keller noted that the Overwatch PvP has drastically changed over the years, going from no-limits hero selection to limiting players to just one instance of hero, uh, to instituting the role-queue system. So, Blizzard has... Tested multiple team compositions and sizes from 4v4 to even 7v7, and they hope that 5v5 will make Overwatch 2 easier to understand for both players and viewers. Um, so this is huge, uh, especially because with the current role queue, you need two tanks on a team, um, and generally people will pick one main tank, being one that has a shield like Reinhardt or um, or Sigma or uh, Orisa. But with this change, you only get one tank, so it's like, everyone's like, oh, the death of off-tanks, or whatever, but a lot of changes are being made to those tanks, like Zarya and D.Va. Like, Zarya, for example, might get two bubble charges instead of just one, or D.Va might get a more powerful defense matrix to kind of act as a shield, like, in the same way that Reinhardt's shield works. Um, All the tanks are kind of getting big changes like that, but, I mean, we're still way, way off from this game ever seeing the light of day, so... 6v6 is safe for now um, but this is a very interesting change and kind of uh, I don't know we'll see We'll see what happens I'm almost like worried for this
0: game but I think it'll be okay I'm like low-key worried as well but I think it'll be fine and
1: also like Overwatch the lead character designer that designed all of the original Overwatch characters just left Blizzard a few days ago so <laughs> I'm
0: like mm, oh really I missed that too why is it's everyone wonderful. leaving so, I don't know. Well, wasn't there, didn't you send us an article about like the mass exodus of Yeah, there was this
1: huge, huge, like deep dive article from IGN that went into like, it was Super Bowl well researched. It was like kind of the, like a think piece, um talking about like the exodus at Blizzard and what's happening there and, you know, how it like feels like it's an exodus, but they really don't have that much bigger of a turnover rate than most of our companies. And it was a really interesting read. Um, so I don't. We don't know what the future holds, but basically, like Overwatch was what saved Blizzard as a company. Like, they didn't have anything really going for them until Overwatch came out, and it was like, whoa, okay, and it kind of reinvigorated interest. But now it's been five years, and they kind of have abandoned Overwatch, except for like the rare event that we get, where it's like the same stuff every year. Um, so they haven't really done a good job of maintaining it in the same way that P- that you know Fortnite is maintained, or Apex Legends even is maintained, or any of these other uh ongoing service games so i don't know we'll see what the future holds but right i also haven't played overwatch in like weeks so <laughs> i feel like i'm so out of the loop on everything I'm like overwatch what who plays what how do you play <laughs> i've never played
0: overwatch in my life
1: i've never watched over um but yeah and then this was a kind of quick one but i thought it was super interesting i'll talk about this and then we can jump into the playstation news and that'll wrap us up because we don't have any uh significant news from xbox or nintendo um but this will kind of segue into playstation pc games can apparently support the dual controller which is insane to me specifically i don't know why i think that's super cool but it also makes it difficult because it's like wait why buy games on ps5 when i can buy them on pc and have the same support but We'll see if that actually pans out or if other developers do this. So this one comes from PC Gamer. Um you can now use your PS5 DualSense controller on PC much more fully than you used to, thanks to developers on Metro Exodus over at 4A Games. The PS5 controller has worked on Steam for uh more than a few months now, but making the haptics work hasn't been at the top of many developers' lists. The number of PC gamers with the haptic controller hooked up is probably still quite low. After a recent hotfix, the haptics are on for Metro players with full feedback and adaptive triggers of the DualSense on display. It's not clear if Metro Exodus is the first PC game to get uh, the PS5 controller's haptics up and running, excuse me, up and running, but it's certainly the first high-profile game to do so. So, obviously it's completely up to developers if they ever decide to implement this, but it is super cool to see that it is possible. I didn't even think it was possible. Um, so that's Neither really did awesome. I.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is super cool. I didn't think it was possible either. Yes.
1: But hey, that means Uh, well when i get my graphics card one day maybe i'll play more things on pc in 2077 truly it's uh like but literally by the time i get one it's gonna be like the gtx 4000 series is now announced i'm like okay
0: thanks you won't be able to get that for another eight years ah it's the worst it's all because of crypto it's not really because that's life say (laughs) lovey Anyways, All right, moving into some PlayStation news and Ahmed's woes aside. uh, PlayStation, speaking of events and festivuses, State of Play has been announced for Thursday, May 27th, featuring 14 minutes of gameplay from Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, So the show will take uh, about 20 minutes, I believe. 14 of those minutes... Oh, wait a second. Oh, that's a prediction. I thought that was a confirmation. Someone said predictions, a release date announcement, announcement of an Ultimate Edition that will include the first game remastered for PS5, similar to what Miles Morales did. Um, so, time will tell. But anyways, Horizon Forbidden West is getting its uh, another look at the gameplay, or a first look, I guess. I don't think we've ever seen it. Um, but yeah, the PlayStation Twitter account. Uh, announced it, said State of Play returns Thursday, May 27th, with an extensive look at Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah, no,
1: we've never seen it. Besides, like, that initial
0: announcement trailer, there's been no no nothing. Yeah, it says, in this 20-minute exclusive segment, you'll be seeing about 14 minutes of brand-new in-game action featuring our heroic protagonist Aloy, all captured directly on PS5. So, super exciting stuff. The exclusives are finally starting to hit. I'm um, starting to see more and more about the exclusives. Ratchet and Clank, as Ahmed and I were talking about, I think, before we start recording, comes out June 11th. Yes. Uh, that's just around the corner in Ugh. about two and a half short weeks. I'm so excited for that game. Yeah, so that'll be good. Super exciting stuff. Um, Actually, I think I've. No.
1: I got to pre order it digitally. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter, but I'll preload it.
0: We'll see. Hopefully, it's good. I'm assuming it'll be good. <laughs> I'm sure it will be good. Um. So, and then one more uh, PlayStation announcement for the week. Well, two more. I might take the third one because he feels very passionately about it. Um. So excited. the <laughs> the PS Plus June lineup has allegedly been leaked, uh, showcasing three new games uh, coming to the PlayStation Plus platform for free. Uh, so this comes from Area. I mean, oh, so sorry, you read the notes wrong.
1: Two new games, as in like they're brand new, like they're literally coming out, and they're gonna premiere on PlayStation Plus. And then Star Wars Squadrons is the third one. Oh. That is out oh. in October. Oh. Or was out in October. That's what I meant. Sorry. Oh, I see, I see, I see. So, spoiler, Star Wars Squadrons is one of them. <laughs>
0: mm. The other two are more yeah, exciting. I see, I see. Yeah, so, okay. Well, now that I know that, I was like, I didn't know what Ahmed was saying. Um, okay, so this comes from areajugons.sports.es. Um, Area so what? This is... <laughs> Area Jugons. I don't think it's French. Area yes is Spanish. Jugones.
1: I'm pretty sure it's.
0: Uh, what, what was that? What was that name that you? Jugones. Uh, like, <laughs> Benjamin Blanco. Stop. His name was what is it? Uh, Bennett Blank. <laughs> Bennett Bennett Blank. There you go. Bennett Blank. Whatever. Um, so so that what they're apparently they successfully or accurately predicted i think are leaked out the last month or so they have some track record of being accurate so what they're saying for the month of june we're gonna have Virtual fighter 5 ultimate showdown for ps4 which was just announced 13 hours ago um star wars squadrons for ps4 and operation tango which is the possible ps5 exclusive here um so oh that's interesting when they put this out, it said Virtual Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown. Notice this game has not yet been officially announced and does not have an official trailer or description when it literally got announced today. Yeah. So, interesting. May- maybe it is accurate. They're really accurate.
1: Like It's just been announced today. It's coming out next week, and it'll, I guess, premiere on PlayStation Plus if this is accurate, which I assume it is.
0: Yeah, so this has been reported by website, Area Jugons... Wait, Eugons? Hugonis? Uh, Ugonis, <laughs> I don't think that's right either. It which is, got the games, which got the games for May right. So, yes, um, <laughs> Benno it blank. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, super cool stuff with Star Wars Squadrons because it was $16. I don't know how many times I'm like, I should buy it now and give it another shot. Um, because I gave it a shot on launch weekend and brought it back to GameStop as part of their guarantee to love it. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> area and the Huguenots. Um, so, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so, super excited about Star Wars Squadrons. Virtual Fighter Five apparently, is to push... They're doing that to push the eSports portion of Virtual Fighter Five, which go off. I don't know. I'm never going to play that game, but even if it's free. Yeah, I mean, so, it was originally released uh, in
1: 2006 and apparently has a huge following. Um, I don't really... I've never played a Virtual Fighter game, but it was... Apparently, it's well-loved, and I think this... It's big that it's getting this remake um, and yeah. being launched on PlayStation Plus at the same time, which is exciting. If
0: this is all true, yes. Yes. All right, so bring it home, Ahmed. Tell us what we've won. Oh, wait. We didn't talk
1: about Operation Tango. Operation Tango is a PS4, PS5. Oh, sorry. Um, PS4, PS5 cross crossover kind of game. We're premiere on both consoles. According to this leak... Um, this, the version on PlayStation Plus will be the PS5 version, um, but it's like an espionage-themed corporate adventure challenging you and your friends to complete dangerous missions across the globe in a high-tech future world, so it could be interesting. Maybe we'll stream that one if it's a a fun co-op game.
0: I'll tell you what, this game looks bizarre. It, bizarre is a word. (laughs) That's, I don't know what
1: to make of it either. I mean, it'll be
0: free. Remember when we were all excited about Worms Rumble and then we played it and it was so bad?
1: I wasn't excited for it. I was just, I was like interested in it but i don't know it could be a surprising surprisingly fun game like rocket arena was remember that game played that one time we're like yo this is great and then we never played it again like what rocket arena oh no one said that was great you said that was we great. enjoyed it did we not have a good time we played for like four hours don't give me that look I'll pull up the video. Wait, no, I can't, because Twitch has deleted it by now. It's been so long. Dina, roll the tape! Ugh, the tape is destroyed. All right, our final news item to take us home. Uh, PlayStation announced on May 13th. So this is a little bit old, so you might have seen these already, but there are new DualSense colors. Two new, in fact. Um, this one comes directly from PlayStation blog. Today, we're thrilled to introduce two new colors that will be joining the DualSense controller lineup starting next month, Midnight Black and Cosmic Red. Midnight Black features two subtly different shades of black with light gray detailing uh, to reflect how we view space through the night sky. Okay, that's dramatic. And Cosmic Red (laughs) offers a striking black and red design inspired by the unique vivid shades of red found throughout the cosmos. Alright, anyways. They look pretty. I pre-ordered the black one, and now I'll have a nice matching set of black and white controllers. I'm excited. I'm very happy
0: for you. I'm very excited. Thank you. Why'd you call the black one ugly? (laughs) Like, so I ugly. I just they didn't they didn't strike me as like oh they look so nice like oh. usually when there's a new controller called that when there was the blue Xbox controller now it's the electric blue one or whatever it was yeah I was like yo I need this um with these I was like I have two dual shocks I barely use the second one uh dual I don't senses
1: or dual shocks
0: uh sorry dual dual senses oh
1: well I only have one so that's why I'm like mm-hmm. this is exciting mm-hmm. and then they'll fit nicely on the little charging dock. Now, next, release a black PS5 cover so I can replace the ones that are white. And then I'll be happy.
0: This is super, I mean, totally not off-topic, but kind of off-topic. But I'm scrolling through Twitter, and um, someone posted this... uh, Windows Central actually did, posted this Circle of Life tweet. And it's like all the Microsoft Studios and all the games that are either in development or they've released recently... And it's super cool. I'll send it to you. Oh, actually, I'll put it in the chat.
1: <laughs> no, in the Twitch, Twitch chat?
0: <laughs> in the Twitch chat, yeah. So then Sony did one for Sony developers, which I thought was pretty neat too. Um, yeah, these are these are pretty cool to look at because then it tells you like the year that they were established. It's uh, it's pretty cool stuff. It's insane when you look at Naughty Dog and you think of The Last of Us, Uncharted, and Jack and Daxter. Like those are three, I quite literally legendary games. Never played Jack and Daxter. Why haven't they rebooted with those? I I played it. I put pl- yeah. I know. I played it when I was younger and I was obsessed with it. Because it's a, while. a
1: it was a PS2 era, so I never yeah. I never had a PS2. Um, heard good things. Maybe it's on PlayStation now. One day I'm going to redeem my PlayStation now, f- like seven day free trial, so I can finally play Infamous One and Two. Oh, and then finally man. play Infamous. Infinite, Infinite such a good Summon. <laughs> <laughs> which Infinite I still have so good. Um, oh man! When you look at this though, yeah, it's interesting to see like all of the properties that Microsoft owns because like I don't historically in years past E3s you're like, wow, Microsoft does nothing. They're garbage. Like there's just a third party system. They don't have any first party things, and now they're finally coming around.
0: Kind of. I mean, a lot which, of these are older, yeah. but yeah. Well, it's funny because you look at like Minecraft, Gears of War, Halo. Forza, Fable, Age of Empires, and the Perfect Dark, Psychonauts. I mean, they acquired a lot of these studios yeah. after they made those games. So the the like ZeniMax,
1: Doom. Yeah, the ZeniMax yeah. acquisition is like a seven, like twenty five percent of the circle almost.
0: Well, right. If you look at it from top to or from bottom to top, Deathloop, Prey, Dishonored, Starfield, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Rage, Quake, Doom, Wolfenstein, Ghostwire, and Evil Within. Those are all. That's these. just ZeniMax. Yeah. There, there's not really one single bad, we'll say, like really bad, like 3 out of 10 bad game there. Yeah. Or even 5 out of 10. But, yeah, so it's, it's interesting. Um, it's very interesting. They're both very strong outfits. And somehow Nintendo still comes out on top.
1: <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens this year. I am holding out hope for Game <laughs> Pass on Switch. But then again, speaking of which, so I meant to mention this at the beginning of the episode with, like, how I didn't play games. So I brought my my controller adapter thing to connect my phone to the Xbox controller um, and, like, play with... Because my nephew wouldn't say that. I was like, oh, Mario's not here, and he would let me play that fine. And I tried it, and I was trying to play some Game Pass games, specifically Doom. I was like, let me, you know, replay this. This is an easy thing where I don't have to, like, focus on the story. I could just play it in the background while the, all the noise and stuff is happening around me. And the lag was so like it made it unplayable i just couldn't do it and my sister didn't have slow internet like it wasn't that wasn't the issue it was just i don't know the latency was so great that i was like this isn't fun i don't want to do this anymore so i just gave up on it um but yeah i don't know i was legitimately like oh this is so cool i could stream games from internet with game pass ultimate i'm like wait this kind of sucks actually (laughs) so right um, even streaming from my computer, you're, ta- you're
0: talking about yeah, yeah, on your phone. I tried it on my phone too, and it's not; it's pretty slow. Yeah,
1: like I tried streaming it on my. I brought my MacBook and tried streaming on there as well as through the browser, and even that was it was still. The latency is too great for a game like Doom, which is super fast paced. Um, right. So. I don't know. It is.
0: It is wild. I. Um...
1: Maybe Verizon's five Gs can fix it. <laughs>
0: Who knows? Yeah. Maybe.
1: I guess we'll hear Wait. about it soon enough.
0: What we got breaking when news. When did this happen? Yeah, so Carla mentioned Yeah, yeah, Carla, I just read that too. So I'm waiting for Fall Guys on Switch, and then I just uh Googled it and then Gadget says Fall Guys is delayed indefinitely on Switch and Xbox.
1: It was it in development? I didn't even realize. Wait. I wasn't yeah, Nintendo
0: Nintendo announced it in Nintendo Direct.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I remember that. Also, hold on. There's a Tron DLC in Fall Guys? Wait a minute. This was just announced yesterday. Hmm. Anyways, I guess we're going to play Fall Guys soon. I need that Tron suit so bad (laughs) to make up for missing the skin in Overwatch. The first skin I've missed. (laughs) Um, So dumb. Holy shit, that skin looks so good. Okay, anyway. Yeah, I I completely forgot that Fall Guys was even coming to Switch, but that's unfortunate that it's delayed indefinitely.
0: Yeah, I wonder why. It's kind of silly. Yeah, these Tron skins are pretty cute. Yes, we should
1: definitely play sometime this week. In addition to Overwatch. Yes, I,
0: I think these are probably paid, though. Uh, yeah, it says available to purchase. I don't know how much it is. I'm willing to pay. In the store for 22000 kudos. kudos. Uh, oh, so you don't well, have to pay. You just have to play. But I don't know if I while have to a DLC pack containing the other three characters in all their retro neon glory we made available for purchase sark is the one that's twenty-two thousand kudos uh tron rinsler and cora are the other three that are paid how much that's okay you're rich you can afford it
1: <laughs> am i i do have a well no i actually spent the last of my my playstation credits that i had
0: on returnal 70 whole dolores umbrages tron dlc is now available to purchase Um, Oh my god, they do look really good.
1: Right? It's funny, so every... We're, like, stretching the episode longer than it needs to be, but it's funny, because every Fall Guys uh, tweet, usually, like, I follow them on Twitter, and whenever they tweet, the first reply is always someone going, dead game. And it's just really (laughs) annoying. Like, I don't know why people, like, just unfollow the account if you're talking about dead game. But then, (laughs) under the Tron DLC tweet, the first top tweet reply is, alive game.
0: So... It's well the Tron DLC. So well how received. much how much would you pay for three Tron skins? At most ten dollars. Okay, it's five dollars. Oh, okay, so. well good. <laughs> That's fine.
1: Like at absolute most ten dollars. But I would like really think about it real
0: hard. But yeah, five dollars is good. I'll buy it. Ten dollars is extreme. I bought You're a $10 do well skin in Fortnite. For I
1: bought the, the Mercy skin. Google, I'm not talking to you. Google's like ten dollars, what? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I bought I bought the that mercy skin. Arguably, it was for charity, um, but it was ten dollars. It was fine. it was all good.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: all right. I think that about wraps up episode 115 of What the Funcast. I think we have any other last minute exciting news?
0: No. Our short episode is an hour and six minutes. So it's <laughs> just more of the usual 30 minutes talking about nothing. It's fine. It's that's the best part. That's okay. All right. It's all good stuff.
1: Well, this has been episode what, uh, what the funcast. This has been episode he said, 115. This has been episode what the funcast. This has been episode 115 of what the funcast. This is Paul and Ahmed signing off. Peace.